We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 128 of Married Millennials. I hope all of you had an amazing weekend. I am fresh off the plane from Indiana. I'll jump into that a little bit later. But before I dive into anything, I need to go ahead and talk about some things that we need to get off our chest. So last night, we posted on Instagram a poll. Joy decided to debut some some brand new pajamas. That were cute. And uh, let's just be honest here. Y'all are out here lying about the cuteness. Nobody's lying. Uh, they're, they're adorable. They're, they're adorable PJs. And I went. Like, that's it. So what? So Joy went. What was the percentage again? Did you say it, it was ninety three percent? Said that these pajamas were cute. Now I just want to put this they out are. there. Joy came home. They're they're just like a little pajama set with the button up top and the little shorts. But they're like tropical Hawaiian looking things, and I don't I don't know what they are. What they? I just I'm I'm not understanding what is happening with these pajamas. And so I told her when I rounded the corner, I didn't know she had them on. But I'm walking from the living room to the to the kitchen and I just see Joy in these in these PJs and she's cracking up. I'm not cracking up. I'm just standing there minding my business. I'm watching washing the dishes and I look at Justin's doubled over laughing at me. And before this he was like, I need you to do me a huge favor, babe. Could you do me a huge favor? So I'm waiting for him to say what he's gonna say so I can say no. And then he rounds the corner and he just starts cracking up. I just was not expecting to see Joy in a tropical vacation looking thing. So when I explained to her what she looks like, you know when you're a child and you go to the, the, the doctor's office and the nurses have on the 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 prints on their on their on their outfit and it looks like you know they have like elephants or they'll sometimes they'll have yeah. the little trees, just these little print designs that most of your doctors and your nurses wear. That's what it looked like to me. I just all the only thing that's missing, you just need to pull a lollipop from the pocket and you'll be good to go. They're cute. They're like palm tree design. They're cute. I like them. I'm happy with them. I think we did the right thing. Well, or I did the right thing. You did the right thing. I was like, we yeah, didn't like, buy them. I feel like palm trees are really in right now. So they, they have like little like tropical palms. I feel like Bruno Mars, you know, got a condo in their head. Baby girl was head. What do you, I don't understand. I don't know why that's you what, said that's that. That's what I like. Like, I just feel like, you know. You feel like what? Like, the fact that you think, like, the fact that you could wear those and say, like, oh, Bruno Mars, there's no comparison. Like, like, no comparison at all. I just feel like Bruno Mars in the pajamas. I don't know what else to say. Like, it's just, like, the feel of that's what I like. Like, I just feel like I'm living my life. I'm living my best life. And, you know, that's it. All right. Got a beach house. No, at Cano, Miami. Babe, just Make stop saying no it. It's not, it. It is not Bruno Mars-esque, but if you think in your world, it is. In, like, in I just world, feel like it it's that kind good. of swag. Like, literally, if I threw on a gold chain with them, I would look like Bruno Mars. Okay. What, whatever, whatever you think. I, I just know that the 93% of people who said that these pajamas were cute on Instagram, I know at least 60% of y'all are lying. But you just want to show your support for joy. Listen, I understand. I get it. It's not cute. We could just be honest. It's not cute. It's super cute, and and the people have spoken. And the thing is, I really, I still don't miss social media, you guys. I'm sorry. I just don't. But I, I appreciate that I was able to do that poll 
or you were able to do that poll so that we could we could get some results and uh, you could not be proven wrong but see that I'm not crazy because I you were looking I you had me questioning myself like wait is this like if Justin's laughing at something you're wearing, you've done something terribly wrong. Yeah, it, it just—I just was not expecting it. I think it just threw me off guard. And then the fact that she kept saying these were cute. Like if she would have led with, "Oh, these are comfortable. I like the way they look. They are that, comfortable. That, okay, you—you you feel like they're comfortable. But I like how Great. they look. I like the print. Okay, that, all that's fine. But Joy kept leading with these are cute. They're not cute. They're just, I'm going to just put it out there. They're I'm not cute. I'm about to be wearing them like every night. They're not too, cute. So but if you're wearing them because you're comfortable and you want to sleep comfortably, that is fine. They're, they're serving adorable. that purpose. But like, don't come in here and be like, you guys, like, since adulthood, basically, I've been wanting pajama sets really bad. And for some reason, like, I just hate spending the money on them because I'm like, well, you're going to sleep. So you might as well just sleep in raggedy t shirts. But at the end of the day, I really, really wanted some matching sets because I just feel like something nice about going to bed put together. I don't know who I am now. I'm turning into like an adult, an actual adult, I guess. Can we talk about the fact Joy said there's something about going to bed being put together coming from the woman who come who literally transforms at night (laughs) and looks like who would have thought it and why? You're now wanna you wanna put yourself together to go to bed. Yeah, when have you ever been together going to I bed? I am. I, I actually take care of myself. I brush my teeth. I wash my face. I well, I shower, but then I do like my whole moisturizer situation, and then I like you know put my bonnet on, and that's that's a version of taking care of yourself. So I do go to bed put together. Okay. Yeah. If that's what if that's what quantifies or defines as being put together that that's great i'm, I'm just I, I don't know maybe i'm just maybe i'm being too hard on you but yeah. it, it's not it's not cute i mean i can't look like how i look now when i go to bed like i just can't that no you can't too much i and also i i don't know if anybody else has wash and go hair which i, I assume yes many of you do but with wash and go hair like it just looks best when it's like wet like you know ultra moisturized I can't walk around with wet hair all the time. My mom used to have this gel called wet by like Sebastian something. I can't remember. Or no, was it Paul Mitchell? Whatever. No, it was called wet by Sebastian. And it made your hair look like it was just like soaking wet all the time, but in a good way. And it was a gel and it dried like super hard. But whatever your style was, it looked legit. So anyway, I really wanted that. As a as a grown up, and uh, they discontinued it, and I'm very sad. Also, my neck is currently dripping. Do you guys also have that issue where you because your hair is so wet, and like you tie it in a bun or whatever, and then just you know about 20 minutes later, water starts like seeping down your neck, so you're like constantly wiping with paper towel. That's my exact situation right now. But anyway, enough about wash and go and how I look at night, sir. Just because you're about you look the same all the time. Correct. Like, literally all the time. I I have dominated the consistent approach in life with my physical appearance. Yeah, because you're – but you're bald. Like, you don't realize how much hair makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. It It, makes a huge difference. It does make a huge difference because when my hair gets too long, I do look a little little rough, especially if my – I haven't trimmed my beard in a little bit. Yeah, but you say that, but you really – you don't because it's not long enough to make a significant difference. Maybe I can just tell because then the – my yeah, hairlines. Just I can just see how far receded my hairline is. Yeah, and then realizing that I, I then I'm balding in the in the crown of my head too. Right, so it's just all bad. But you know, it's all good because I'm I'm embracing who I am. I'm embracing my struggle. I don't have any I don't have any issue with that. It's it's all good. I will I will take my you know, my looks and who I am and do what it do. So it's it's all good. It's it's all good. 
But I'm glad that you have found something that you could sleep in and feel comfortable in because that's a, that, that's a beautiful thing. Right. Well, and my whole thing, too, is that with hair, I, I think that I, when I cut my hair off, I just, I, I, I'm still very glad that I did it. But now that it's growing back, I think I have my swag back. I'm just, I'm not feminine enough to pull off the short hair. That's, that's amazing that you know that. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm that's just very not. very good perspective. I'm more of a tomboy. So like, yeah, I was just walking around and I don't, you know, like I'm not voluptuous. I, I mean, I'm feminine enough in appearance. Like, you know that I'm not a little boy. Correct. But I, I just like, I wasn't. You, yeah, you don't, you're not. You don't have yeah. that, that feminine air about you when you dress, like unless like you put on a dress. But if yeah. you see Joy most times, she's in a pair of jeans and she likes the baggy stuff or the bigger stuff. Yeah, and there's times she'll wear the, the cute crop, crop top tops. and things. I'm a crop top girl. So she she balances it, but for the most part, that's just not Joy Styles. No, it's not. I'm I'm very um, again I'm a tomboy, and I'm more of a like put your hair in a bun and go type of person. And you can't do that when. Uh, your hair short, you have to style it. Because the other thing is if you don't style it, which I, I can get away with if my hair is longer, like just putting like a little gel on the edges and, and uh, you know, making it work. But when your hair is short, you have to style it. You have to spend time, make sure it looks nice. And I just didn't have that. And then the problem is because it was curly and short, like putting on a baseball cap didn't work because it would be like a puffy oh, all cap. Bad. Yeah, so it was just, Yeah. Apparently, it wasn't for me. I wanted it to be for me so badly, so badly, but it wasn't. But you did it. Yeah. And That's I, the amazing thing. And the thing. truth is, I probably will do it again. I think I just need to be a little bit more grown. Like, I just, like, I feel, I feel like I put on big girl's shoes too soon. No, I think what you have to do is is have the money to, to upkeep it in the way you want to do it. Right. I think that's not, it's not a, that was I need the other to be thing. more grown. Because I, and then it was, it was a struggle finding somebody that could do the style that I wanted. And then the one time I did, one, she was hella expensive and two, she was moving soon. So it was like, all right, well, so yeah, anyway, that's, that's my plight of hair. If you can relate, let me know. Also, one more thing, Dasha, I owe you an email. I want to give you a shout out on the show because I know it's been a smooth two or three weeks. Uh, with my social media break, apparently I just took like an all responsibility break. Well, you remember what Joy was saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm still going to be available via email. So then we get a I few know. emails, and then Joy doesn't respond. I, I said, know. Babe, you can't. I you responded can't do to this. come by. I, Josh, I left you hanging. So my fellow Virgo sister, I'm sorry. I will respond. And she's going to tell you this now. And even when you listen no, to the show, I'm going to you're respond. still not going to have a response in your in your inbox. Yeah. And I'm not going to send a reminder. Like I, I mentioned to Joy, I was like, did you ever respond to Dasha? She said, oh, my gosh, I, I completely forgot. So that's my last reminder. But I guarantee you when you listen to this episode, you still won't have an email in your inbox. I'm just putting it out there. All right. That sounds like a challenge. So well, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for the challenge, just like the ab challenge that, that you're losing. But it, it's all good. Challenges don't seem yes, to be it. doing too well for you as of late. But okay. maybe I need to come up with something else to, to it's not like I have like a weekly wellness challenge or anything like that. Oh, that that is true. Yeah. You are coming with a weekly wellness bar. It's been like thirty eight straight weeks of challenges. Where are you? I mean, I, I'm out here started a business in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, that's I, true. Out here leading us down this path and this charge to, to make some things happen. So I, I would say that I, I've done quite a lot. Yeah. And you did you had a, a speaking engagement. Yes, this and weekend. I had a speaking engagement this weekend. I was in Indiana. First time going to, to Indiana. And the thing that I noticed most about it, before I talk about my speech, was the, you don't realize, living in Los Angeles, how clear the sky is everywhere else. 
I'm out here driving on an open road, and I keep looking up at the sky. I'm like, why am I staring constantly at the sky? The sky was just so blue. Like, I, I don't even, like, the pictures I took don't even do it justice. And for those who get to see the sky like this all the time, I'm kind of low-key envious. But I'm just looking up, and I was like, the skies are just blue, 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 blue. And the clouds are just so white. And keep in mind, there's a lot of greenery because I was out in the sticks. And then there's just so much greenery. So when you look at like the, the, the contrast between the green of the, the surroundings to the blue of the sky, it right. just looks so picturesque. The whole time I was like, man, I wish Joy was here and had a photographer. I just wanted to pull over random plots of, of fields and just take pictures. Yeah. Like you guys have so many good little picture areas. I was like, this is just so nice. And it was one of my first times having a nature moment. You know how Joy always talks about she can move onto the mountains or the cabin and just see green. And I've always been a water guy. Mm-hmm. I love the ocean. And I still am an ocean guy. Mm-hmm. But it's like I had a moment where I was like, you know what? I can do a lot, all this green. Yeah. I like this green. It looks good. It feels good. It, it, and there's something peaceful I about it. I was going to say it brings peace. Yeah, there was something peaceful about it. I, always to, I used to always say that only the ocean brought the peace. Mm-hmm. But it looks like there, there's a little more, a little more peace that came from, but in LA, it just the skies don't look like that. I don't care how how far up and down you get, it does not look like that. So shout out to the Indiana sky, just looking all kind of amazing and beautiful. Why is is our smog so bad because of our driving? No, I don't. I mean, it's just we got smog everywhere. I, I know there's there's reasons for it. It could be the the cars on the road, but I'm sure all the manufacturing and the plant there's there's got to be something. But the clouds do not. The sky looks nothing. I mean, you can look out right now, and it, yeah. it, it doesn't even. It actually looks pretty blue. But it doesn't even compare. Like, when I tell you that it does not even compare, there's That's there's why I no keep trying to get you to Lake Tahoe, because it's, like, the bluest sky ever, and there's greenery, and there's a lake, and everyone is happy. I feel it. And that's where I was in Indiana. It was nice. Yeah. And I, I was about 35, 40 miles north of the city. So I was driving, you know, all the way down the, the different highways and just kept looking left and right. Like, okay, this is a this is a nice little place to live. Although I will say, when I got to Indiana, I checked in, I got to the hotel. Oh, and the, the front desk <laughs> of the hotel decides to say, I was like, oh, I'm here to check in. And she goes, oh, we, we marked you as a no-show and gave your hotel room away. I said, what do you mean? I'm standing right here in front of you. And she was like, oh, we just, we didn't think you were coming. I said, so you don't call, you don't, are you just going to cancel my room? And she goes, yeah, we're, we're full and we don't have any rooms at our sister hotel right here across the street. I said, okay, well, I'm not paying for a, another room. I said, right. so what, what, what's going to, what's going to happen here? Like, we, we need a solution. And beforehand, I, I would have lost my, all, I, I would have acted a pure D ass. Probably six months ago, I would have, she would have been cussed out the manager, if she was not the manager, you would have to, the manager would have had to, had to pick up the phone at 12 o'clock midnight, and I would have cussed her out too. Yeah. I, I usually I'm just that, uh, that guy, and I'm not saying that's a good quality. Yeah. I'm just being honest. So I was just like, okay, well, this is, this is not going to work. So I call my, my guy who, who booked the room, and I, I let him know what was happening, and the woman said, well, you can call the, the, the company that you used to book the hotel and tell them what happened, and they should be able to refund your money. I said, okay, cool, and I was like, what? Well, where am I gonna Where am I gonna stay? Right. Like, what What are we gonna do? And she, finally, she was you know nice enough and made some calls. Ended up finding a hotel that I, I was able to check in, and everything went well. But when I had to leave that hotel and drive to the new hotel, it was about six miles south. It was about twelve thirty at night in Indiana in the sticks. 
has these little back roads. And I'm seeing a bunch of cornfields. And while I'm driving, I'm talking to Joy. And I said, I feel like I'm the black man in every scary movie that you should never be in. It's like, hey. This that is what I felt like. I was yeah. like, you know, is the Klan just going to pop out of these cornfields? Hey, I wasn't and, even thinking about the oh, I was, oh, I, was, oh, I thought about everything. I'm sitting here looking yeah. to the left. All I'm seeing are these. Just like a regular old murder. You know, these, yeah. these homes that are 100 yards off the road. And then just to the right is cornfields. No street lights. And then you'll see like headlights far in the distance. I was like, I don't know if those are cop cars. I'm tripping. I was like, you know what? Mm, I don't like this. Is that why you kept calling me? Hell yeah. yeah. I was not just no. Nah, I was not just gonna be driving through Indiana. There was something happened I was to like, me. Man, you he's chatty. You were gonna be on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. No, that it was un, it was unsafe. It, it wasn't unsafe. You just didn't. You was I, unfamiliar. Yes, and I didn't like the feeling of. Of the of the surroundings. See, this is when the media works against you because you would not have had that thought no, had you not have. seen it before. But it's funny because even when you were just describing it just now, I'm like, yeah, that sounds scary. Like it Hell sounds like yeah. where you don't want to get a flat tire. Absolutely, that's yeah. that's all I was thinking of. I was like, I just may need to make sure I get to my place. You just drive through it. That was it. Screw the rental car. Uh, like I'm just. Oh, 100. The we, axles ruined. We would we would we definitely would have kept it pushing. There would there would have been no stops at all. On right. these on these back roads, but I ended up making it to my new my new hotel, Safe and Sound. And it was actually a, a nicer hotel. But it was funny when I when I walked into the hotel, a brother was walking out, and he said, "What brings you to these sticks?" Or <laughs> no, he says, "What brings you to this truck top of truck stop of a city?" I was like, "Oh, I'm just in town for a speech." And he's like, oh, "Okay, I was trying to figure out." You know what you were doing down here, and we ended up. Are know, there talking. not a lot of black people in Indiana? Is that I? I don't know what because that's the second person who said something. Yeah, that that is the second person, and both of them were black. <laughs> so, so obviously, this, there must not be a lot of black folks in Indiana. Yeah. But when I went down into the city, it was it was pretty diverse. Yeah. There was there was a melting pot of people, but I think I, but most, most major cities, cities are. Yeah. yeah mo- most yeah. major cities uh, in any state have a diverse group of people. Yeah, I but feel like I, anytime these, you go somewhere and multiple people have said like, hey. Yeah. So what are you doing here? So the first guy is when I checked into the hotel. The second guy who said something when I was on the plane back to L.A., you know, he had asked me, are you from Indiana? I was like, no, I was just out there giving a speech. And he was like, oh, I was trying to figure out what the hell you were doing in Indiana. So the fact that two black folks told me that, I have a feeling that there's not many yeah. who are circulating. But again, when I went down into Indianapolis yeah, and spent fine. a few hours, there was definitely all types of people. Yeah. But yeah, not, I, didn't, I didn't see many. When when I was driving and rolling, you know, you know, when you look left and look right on the freeway, and I said, okay, well, you know, what? I'm gonna just keep my eyes straight because I don't know who's who and what's what, so I just need to get to my destination safe and sound, and make sure everything was good. So you know, Indiana isn't really a place I've ever really thought of. No, I, I actually had no clue where Indiana was at, and I didn't realize how close it was to the proximity of other states. Like it's only two and a half hours from Chicago, mm. but like two to half, three hours from Chicago, three hours from Cleveland, Ohio. You can get to Tennessee, Kentucky, all those states. California just ruins everything geographically because it takes forever to get anywhere inside like just of California. California. Yeah. yeah, and you don't realize when you Texas, go to the, Texas has the same yes, flight. Yes, Texas definitely has the, the same flight. Uh, so if more. you're not from those two states, yeah, like you, you, you get somewhere else. You don't else realize fast. how lucky you are that you can just move to different states pretty quickly. We can quickly. get to Nevada and Arizona, kind of. Yeah, you can, but but I'm, it's still, even then it's still it's four to six hours. Correct. It's still not. It's as not quick. like oh two and a half hours and I'm. Somewhere different. Like you can move in these major cities. Like yeah. You can be in major cities in different states in like less than. Yeah. When hours. I was a kid, two and a half hours, I was just at my auntie's house. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was, you know, yeah. so that, that was, it was cool, but it was still nice to be there. It was my first time going to Indiana and the, the speech went really well. 
It was nice. It's the longest speech I've ever given. I think I was on the stage for about 40 minutes. So that was that was my first push to get myself to tell a compelling story and capture an audience for that long. And afterwards, I, several people, over a dozen, you know, came up and said they really appreciated the speech. And, and it was nice. It's, How it's many nice people to get that, that reassurance. It was probably about 300 kids and then their parents. So my guesstimate was probably about 750 people who I spoke with at the, during you know, my speech. And you know, they, 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 they took away you know, from me. And like I said, what's nice is I hadn't had a, a speech in a while. And I remember you had asked and saying, you know, are you still trying to speak? And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely trying to speak. It just takes, you know, it just takes a while. It's not easy. They don't, speeches just don't come. For yeah, anyone, they don't drop in your ass. For anyone who's not I just a, wanted to, I wasn't, I was just checking in. Yeah. I, I wasn't really questioning you. I was, it was just a check-in. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, yeah, you're there. You try to get it, but it, it's hard to get to get speeches, but you know, it's, yeah, it's like and, one of those paid, where like, in order yeah. to, it's like the, I like, how do you get speeches? It's like the more speeches you give, the more speeches you give. Right. If yeah. that makes sense. It's like, you just gotta be, you have to talk and people have to hear you. And then someone's like, okay, I really like what you thing, delivered. Yeah. And then you move on to the next one. So it just takes time. And then I know that I'm, I'm still very new into my speaking career and I, you just gotta be patient with it. But it, it was nice to, to go out there and really, you know, deliver something something awesome that not only the kids enjoyed but the parents enjoyed because that's you know important when you're speaking is you have to speak to all people who are in attendance. It's like, yeah, the message may be catered to kids, but if I'm only talking to a percentage of the room or the yeah. percentage of the audience, then I'm not doing my, my job. And you don't want people to tap out. No, you can't do it. And yeah. and it's and with kids it's hard to keep their attention. And there was a few of them who got the gla- who got the glossy eyes. Yeah. And so then from there I was like, okay, well I, let me let me kind of push through a little bit. Yeah. I could have probably talked for another. If I needed to go an hour, I probably could have went an Ooh. hour. But kids were not going like to listen to me for an hour. That sounds like pure stress to me. Like somebody's like, hey, I need you to come and talk for an hour. Stress. But what, what you have to do, the, the key is, is you, ha- you got to be able to know, like when you're delivering your, spe- your speech, you, have, you know what's prepared and what you want to say. But there are certain things that you'll mention and you'll get a different reaction. And then you have to lean into that reaction right. and kind of go. Like you know what you prep for, but it's like okay, I got to really focus in on that's this part. That's a skill, yeah. I that's a yeah, that's a skill. And yeah. the, and a lot of what helps too is audience participation. It's like I brought people up in the speech to do something. I asked people to show a hands. It's like you have to keep them, give them cues to yeah. keep them engaged. I love like when we do stuff together and there's audience participation. There's questions because then I'm like, oh, I. I know how to answer a question. Like, I can't help you out. But, like, if I show up and speak to you about something, I just feel like, do you, is this what you want to hear? Because if, if people are asking me questions, I know I'm talking about what they want to of hear. Of course. But if they're not asking me any questions, I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. Like, you know, so it's just, it's not as comfortable. No, I, I yeah. completely so it's, understand. It's that. interesting, like, you know, seeing what we do from the Love Jay side and then what you do your purpose over profit side. It's just like, oh, okay, like... It's a balancing act. And that's why it comes with it's important to have interaction because no one wants to be preached at, especially now. Attention spans are gone at the drop of a hat. So you really have to move and and churn to make sure you keep people's attention. But most keynote speeches typically don't go more than 30 to 45 minutes because after that, people people literally just aren't, aren't listening. You can deliver all the great information in the world, but if I've tuned out, it doesn't matter what you're saying. I think, like, for the most part, if I'm being honest, like, how long can I listen to something? It's maybe 15 minutes. Like, okay, I'm, like, I'm taking all this in. Even online, like, if I'm listening to an interview, sometimes I have to, like, pause it for a little bit so I can kind of 
because I want to listen. Yep. But I have to pause it just for a little bit, do something, and then like come back to it. Yeah, so. it, it, it's tough, but it was nice. It was a it was a really really good gig. It was enjoyable, and I have another speaking gig this coming weekend, and I'm excited about that. What, that's what? A, that's another. I long, that's on Saturday, Yes, that's right? on Saturday. That's another long speech, like 45 minutes to an hour. But I will pay attention to that one. Because, yeah, because you'll be, you'll be with me. I but got I got to really work that and, and make sure you know, I, I put something out that's engaging and that's fun. So it's a challenge. It, it's, it's hard. Like, if you really think about it, it's hard to go up there and talk for 45 minutes to an hour and give people valuable information that entire time. Yeah. Like, that's the key. We can just talk for, for 45 minutes to an hour. We do a pretty good job of that. Every yeah. week, <laughs> but it's like to deliver valuable content in yeah. forty-five minutes to an hour is, is not easy. And yeah. I've learned that as someone who was like, "Oh, I, I know how to talk and I know how to speak." When I gave my first speech, I remember I was so disappointed in myself. I was like, "Yeah, this was not good." And Joy was like, "Everyone else enjoyed it," and I was like, "Yes, but I knew what I, I had in my mind what I thought I was going to deliver." Looking at other speakers and seeing how they deliver, I was like, "Yes, this is what's going to happen." And that did not happen at all. And then I realized, like, oh, Jay, you got a lot of work to do. That's like me writing my best book, my, my first book, and being like, oh, it's not a New York Times bestseller. Like, I'm really disappointed. Like, that your first book, you're just, I mean, it would be dope. Like, I'm not saying, but, like, you can't, you can't be like, oh, I want the max, like, the best possible result for my first attempt doing something professionally. Like, that's. That's crazy. Yeah, it is a lot. And it's to not ask. that it doesn't happen, but it can't be the expectation. No, I, the goal, sure. I, I get that. It, yeah. it, it definitely is a is a little a little more difficult. I, I understand that, and I'm willing to to accept and, and and take that. It's ridiculous. I put a lot of pressure on myself, but it's just it's like I, when I do things, I expect them to like I expect them to be good, and I, it just was not good the first time around. But it was good. Like I needed that. It's just, and so you continue to work, and now I'm continuing to build, to build and get better and get better. And eventually, I'll be on stage and rocking it in front of a million people. And they'll be like, damn, Justin Riley, I remember when Is he was. Is there anyone else out there who wants to speak in front of a million people? Yes, definitely. I, I want to know out of our listeners, because right now, like, that just gives me, like, not anxiety. Part of me finds it exciting. I wouldn't want to do it by myself. I could do it with you. And I can look at like the first couple rows, and that's about it. Like, okay, I'm just I'm in an intimate setting, and I'm talking to a couple people, and that would have to be it. But if I were to ever wrap my head around like there are a million people here, I'm stressed. Oh, you're definitely stressed. Yeah. And, and the thing is, too, is because where you struggle is just coming off the dome, like yeah. being able to like really just rip it and yeah. come and and find the flow and move in that direction. And, and I never thought it was a skill. Until I started working with Joy, and this is not being, this is no shade. Oh at no, all. we talk about this. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 and so I, I'm just so you guys know, I'm not, I'm not shading or being disrespectful, but it was just like there's things that I naturally know how to do and just pick up and go. Where like Joy is very calculated. This is exactly what I'm going to say, and even if it's not long enough or it's too short, <laughs> like she has no gauge of that and <laughs> no, just says it. Says it. So then I got to come pick it up and really flush it out. That's why we're a good team, though. To make sense I was like, of okay, it. Okay, I said the thing. I was like, yeah, you can't give a 30 second answer. <laughs> like we we got to fill up the time. So it's like you got to know how to elongate. And your I don't answers. have time for fluff. Like in general, in my life, it's not fluff. I'm not fluff. It's it's not fluff. But like I'm, I like to be as precise as possible. Like okay, th- I've said the thing. Let's move on now. I I just do. That's my personality. 
it's funny because uh, I was hanging out with my dad yesterday. We we had, so my dad's birthday is a couple days after mine, so we celebrate together every year, mostly the weekend after. Um, so he came over and we went for a hike. And then we, you know, he came back and we like showered so that we can, you know, go out and enjoy a nice meal. So we went and we had breakfast slash lunch, which I guess we would call brunch. Um, <laughs> but neither one of us drinking like, yeah, so it's like, it's not a true brunch. But anyway, so we did that. And then we came back and I was like, oh, there was this open house that I wanted to see. So he came and he, we went and did that. And he was, okay, well, it's about time for me to go. And he, he uh, and he left and, and I laughed because I said, that is exactly how I am. I don't like to linger. Like, and, and I feel the same even in conversations. Like, I just like, okay, like we did the thing and it was really nice. Thank you. I'm going to move on from this thing now. And so it just, it translates to every aspect of my life. Like I just, I don't like to like. Brevity is good. Yeah. Like, and if you can, when you can answer questions, you get directly to the point. It's a, it's a skill. When you can answer something very direct and very simply, yeah, it, it's definitely a skill and shows that you have mastered whatever it is you're talking about. If it takes you months or hours to to give an answer, you're still trying to figure it out. But if you can really pinpoint it, it's good. But when you're on stage, it's like you can't just yeah, use that. It. You got to really flush it so people can understand it. Like that, that's just a, a part of the, the deal. But at least you got to, to spend time with, with your father while I was gone. Yeah. I always love spending time with my daddy. You know, it's interesting how your relationship with your parents shifts over time. And I think we've touched on it before, but many shows back. But it's always important, I think, to check in with how other dynamics in our life or lives are going. And I've noticed with my dad that we have the kind of conversations that we have now are completely different than the conversations I was having even in my earlier 20s. And... Uh, I feel like, you know, I have more of a rapport with my parents as in um, friendship-wise. Like, I just feel like there's more of a friendship, and I, I understand who they are as people. And the older I get, the less I look at them as my parents, like as my parental units. Like, they'll always be my parents, sure. And I am I know that they're always going to look at me as their little girl. But for me, they're extremely human, and I... I really actually enjoy that side of them way more than I ever enjoyed being parented, of course. Like most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is nice to, to shift, even though there's always going to be the, the father-daughter, the father-son, yeah. the daddy-daughter, daughter, yeah. you know, father, you know, all of that. Mom-son, mother-son, whatever the case may, Mom, may daughter. be. Mom-daughter, why do you keep saying that? Like, what? Baby. Do I keep saying yeah. it? Okay, well. That's okay. You, get, you, you, you know you, how parents you, work. You, you yeah. know my dynamic that yeah. I was trying to say. I'm, I'm, as I'm repeating it, I was like, <laughs> yeah. am I repeating myself? <laughs> yeah. But, but what, what's, what's nice about it is you, you really, you know, again, that relationship will always be there, but it's nice to just have a built-in person who's been in your life from the very beginning. Yes. Who understands you very, very well. And then just to be able to, to talk about your day without the, the expectation of you're going to parent me through this conversation. Uh -huh. We can just talk, just like I'm talking to some of my friends. And I know for some of us, we may not be able to have those open conversations with our parents, but I can definitely say with my parents and Joy with your parents is that we can just talk on a one-on-one -on -one level and it's not a big deal. I don't have to censor myself no. when I'm talking to my parents. This is what I feel. This is what I'm going to say. And we can engage. And I think what I've really enjoyed about you having you watching the, the relationship transition with my parents is being able to offer them advice. 
And it's interesting to see that there are some things at 29 years old that I do better than my parents who were more, who were double my age. And that was an interesting experience. Is it better or is it just another way that could work? Another way, okay, that's yeah. fair. Another way that another way that can work a different perspective. I'll, I'll take that correction. Yeah, yeah. But there, it, it's interesting to be able to to talk to you know your parents who are twice your age and offer a different view on things, a different perspective on things, and allow them to receive that. Like, oh, you know, I never really looked at it like that, or that's a good idea. You you just don't expect to not parent your parents. But have a uh, have your opinion yes, valued. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like if like, that makes sense. Wait a minute. Like you think what I said was a good idea? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I get that. And I wanted to comment because I know we you uh, said that there are people whose parents like they can't go to, and I've discovered because my parents were definitely more strict growing up too, so I can relate to that on in, on some for sure scale. Your parents weren't as strict as mine. No. Um, I mean, you were still obviously disciplined, but I was, it, I was definitely it, mad disciplined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the, the level of uh, strict wasn't there. So anyway, I um, I would say that the key for me has been to meet my parents where they where they are and where they're comfortable and then grow from there. Like you can't just be like, this is me as an adult now. Accept it like that doesn't work. It's like you have to ease them into who you are and ease into discovering who they are as people because you find actually that you actually you have a, quite a bit in common. Yes. And the areas Share DNA. <laughs> right. And the areas in which maybe you're having uh, difficulty penetrating you learn to have compassion for because you're like, oh, I actually recognize where that comes from. And it may be a way in which how you were saying you've already grown, but you can recognize that they just haven't gone through that yet for whatever reason, because generationally they had completely different stimulus than we did. So we, we've, who we become as people, even though we started at a similar base, it's completely different than who they are as people, but we can still recognize certain traits. So I, I would say that the key to dealing with your parents is having a lot of compassion and um, just being open to what they want to share, sharing what, what you feel comfortable sharing, and then easing into sharing more yeah. as, as time And progresses. another thing that you have to understand, and I know I experienced this as well, is realizing that you know, your parents, however old they may be, you know, they've had that same way of thinking for decades mm -hmm. where our our generation and the society that, that we live in we've been exposed to far many things ways of thinking schools of thoughts and going to college you know it really allows you right to expand i mean with the click mind. of a button yes. really I mean, yeah you can just you can college aside yes yeah. you can your thoughts can be challenged and if you if you think one way it's hard to not see or be presented with the other side right and because of that, fortunately, like the two of us, we just we constantly grow and we're willing to to hear all sides of, of, of an argument. Right. And we can decide what, what we agree upon and and we move from there. And knowing that you know, our parents may not have had that same type of exposure they didn't to have the opportunity. different yeah. you know, different ways of thinking and schools of thoughts is really, you know, trying to convince your parents to think or do things differently or see the world in, with, a, with a different set of eyes when they've been looking at it for so many decades right. in the same way. And that's been one of my my biggest challenges is, like, you know, learning how, how can you, as you mentioned, meet your parents where they're at and then grow. 
Yeah. And 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 then accepting that some of them may be willing to grow and some are going to stay who they are and yeah. And you just have to accept that that's what's happening. I do have a couple topics with my parents like we're just not going to talk about cuz we're not going to agree. It's going to turn into a heated situation. They know where I stand, I know where they stand, and we're working on it, but it can't be presented as a debate. Like we can't debate these things. Yep. But it it can be a conversation but not a debate. Because I will become upset. <laughs> because, they're, you know, they're rigid in, in, in certain views. Um, not that they would think that they're rigid. And like, they're probably going to be mad. Like, why, why, why would you say we're rigid? Uh, they're, they're not. Because it's our show and we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, so I will say there are a few things that are just like, oh, okay. But, but for the most part, we're, we're good. We're moving and we're grooving. And I like when your parents like to tell you about when they were young, like they they share their experiences. I, I don't know if you've had this. So the stories were one thing when I was younger and the older I get, the you more get, is get more revealed. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Hey, that was, that was crazy. Like, <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Or like you did what? Because your parents, for me, at least my presentation of my parents was that they're like, you know, these perfect human beings. Yeah. They're perfect and straight laced. You're and trying like, to model your and, life after and, them. Yeah. And they would never, they would, and they did. And, it, and it's fun. So, and, and that, that's the, the biggest part is, is again, seeing the, the human side of your parents. Yeah. Because when you're younger, it's, it's that relationship. Yeah. Parent, child. And you continue yeah. to have that, that dynamic. And now, you know, you guys, you're still parent-child, but instead of it being a vertical relationship, mm-hmm. it's now a horizontal relationship. Mm-hmm. And when you're moving along a horizontal spectrum, it's easier to see and get more clarity on, on what's happening. Right. And that's, what, and that's, you know, what you're experiencing. So, it, it, you know, shout out to, to my parents for being open and having the conversation and willing to, to engage. And just like you said, there are conversations that you can't have. I can have all conversations with my parents. We just don't necessarily agree on everything. That's not, you have had all conversations. We can have all conversations. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to disagree with you. I don't, I don't ask questions that, so I think you're, I think I, you're pulling the thing, from like, source. If you guys not, just don't talk about certain things, and, not and in a what, bad way. Exactly. You guys just like don't. We just don't bring it up. So but yeah. you're, you're saying that it's just not talked about, that there's a difference in something that's just not talked about. This yeah. is a conversation right, you fair. can't have. I want we you to start, can, start bringing things up because I want. I would actually love to have a conversation. See, you want to have. See, that's yeah. what it is. It's just your nosy ass. Like, yeah. you just want to so be nosy. nosy and insert yourself into things. It's not a, oh, yeah, this would be cool. You just want to be in the know. It, it literally appalls me the degree of which you don't know certain things about your own family because you haven't asked questions. Like, the fact that we've learned certain things at the same time is crazy to me. I came along literally 20 years later. Like, how do you not know this information? I'm just not that inquisitive. Like, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I just, it's interesting. When it comes to, to my family dynamics and some questions, I just never had thought to ask. It wasn't a, I don't know, it just doesn't cross my mind. We're, you and I are very different in that standpoint. You're just I nosy Nancy. Everything. And you want to ask all the I questions. I asked my parents when the first time they were intimate, like, I was immediately shut down. But I asked, like, when I was young, I was like, hey, so, like, when did you guys, like, straight up asked in front of Marie Calendars and was shut down swiftly. But I still want to know. Like, I was like, why couldn't you tell me? Yeah, and I'm just, I'm not that way. When it comes to, to business asking, or new ventures, I, I'm more inquisitive on that side of things. But now I would be very open to having 
that conversation. But na- I just don't naturally have that. So, so some things I just yeah. don't know. I want to know what my like great grandparents were up to. I want to know names. I want to know like who was in love with who and why. Like, or was this just like a booty call? Like, I want to know. You want all the tea. I want the scoop. And you're never gonna get it because you know older generations they don't say they anything. lie. They do. They stay lied. I love my grandparents. We were asking them about like their situation. Oh yeah. And they were just giggling and not saying a word. They dodged that so cold. Yeah, like, they're nah, like, nah, we so, never talk about that. Yeah, like literally, just like would not. Yeah, older generation, you, it's hard to get information yeah. out of them. It's really, really tough. But it'll be interesting to see how from here on out, how how future generations perceive us because all of our business is, public. is online. And, and I mean, it's kind of public. I mean, for us, we have these shows. So if if podcast episodes live for hundreds of years, our descendants could be like, oh, that is actually pretty dope though, to be able to like to pull up. Right. This is what my grandparents recorded a hundred years ago. Your great grandparents. Yeah. yeah, Your great grandparents. But that that would be cool. Yeah. You don't have that. Like it would be dope to be able to open something and be like, oh, listen to your grandparents or watch this video of your grandparents. Yeah. That would be really cool to have. Yeah. Like when they were young and spry, it's like, oh, you look just like them. And like, I mean, we're long dead, but like, yeah, have to this, be able to see that this yeah, that's footage. Really cool. So I mean, that's if an apocalypse doesn't happen, but <laughs> if it does, and that's the other thing. So let me tell you this: I was hiking with my dad, and he's sixty-one years old. He turned sixty-one, and he kicked my ass. Like I just don't understand how this man is this spry. So, and he he's doing me a favor by waiting for me. I'm like panting. Um, you still let your dad kick your ass? On the- I don't understand what's happening, and it feels like it's getting worse. And he said, you know, you know, for women, your bodies just shift. He's like, you guys have a bunch of metabolism shifts that we as men do not have. And I said, I can feel them. My body's like, hey, you're gonna be making a baby soon. I think so. I'm gonna hold on to all of this. And it just it just <laughs> makes it really hard. Uh to keep it together. Like, I really feel like I'm just trying to keep it together all the time. And that, uh, my shape has completely changed from when you met me. It's it's just more of a womanly shape. Anyway, so we get to the top of uh, the mountain. And when he was ahead of me, I just kept thinking, like, this is what the apocalypse would be like. You know, you're, like, climbing mountains, trying to get to places, like, you're hiking. Um, and I like hiking. I really do. But it's just, you know, I was tired. I was panting. And I was just thinking, like, you know, if there's an apocalypse, I straight up don't really want to, like, I don't really want to survive that. Like, if if your options are, you know, a, a, apocalyptic earth or heaven, like, I'm out. Take Bye. Me. Jesus, yeah, take the wheel. Yeah. I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. So, anyway, I get to the top of the mountain. There's a movie on Netflix called How It Ends. And it's Forrest Whitaker. I don't recommend watching it because it's not very good. Uh, it's really, I was pissed. I was pissed at the actual ending. I was like, wait, what? Um, so, and the the whole premise of the movie is Forrest Whitaker's daughter is in Seattle and he's in Chicago and there's some kind of apocalypse happening and they don't, they don't have any details. All they know is that like, Life as we know it is changing. There's no media. Uh, the the r- roads are closing. The airports are shut down. Like there's no air traffic. So you just you know it's and it's complete uh, anarchy and chaos. So they travel from Chicago to Seattle to try to find his daughter, which I think is crazy. And there's no cell phones. Like so they're using maps and shit. Anyway, I told my dad. I said if there's anything like that, if there's ever anything like that. Don't come looking for me because I have surely died. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not surviving. Just accept life without me and move on because I'm, I'm out. I'm out. 
<laughs> I'm completely. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to know your survival skills are really strong, babe. I, there's no point. Like, I mean, there's literally this is, no point. This is good insight. Since I'm yeah. your husband, I'm glad I'm, I'm getting this new information. Baby, you're probably out, too. Like, you're too tall. <laughs> Somebody will take you out from a distance. Like, we're not going to make it. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Everyone you know and love is dead. Yeah, I'm, if it's just me and you against the world and, like, I don't know, zombies, if, even if it's not zombies, if it's, like, a nuclear situation, do you really want to nah, survive that? for what? Exactly. Why? We're out. I'll just come in and, and have a new life. My my soul will. I'd like to say, yeah. I'll catch you next exactly. life. Exactly. I'm just like, you know, I'm this must, this yeah. is my exit, my exit point. Yeah, exactly. I'll see you on the next come around. Yes. Yes, I'll exit point. Yes. I love, you know I love when you say stuff yeah, like that. I'm referencing. You know, I got yeah. you. I, I got your game you type. to me. Yeah, I, I got your game type. But, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all very interesting. But I, I, the, to, put a, to bow, uh, put a bow on everything, is it is just nice to be able to, the, the older you get, to have fun relationships with your parents and be able to talk about things. And as, as you mentioned, is as we have kids and if they ask questions, I definitely would share that information yeah. because the relationship shift that I've had with my parents has brought us closer. Yes. And be, because we can be open and we can be honest and we can be vulnerable, just like the two of us, when we come and record the show every time, th- it brings us closer together because there's conversations and topics that come up that we can talk about and we can lean in and learn each other's perspective more. And then it turns into a, a deeper conversation, a more evolved conversation. Yeah. And that's the, the beauty of it is when you're, you're just having these basic conversations, you can't really grow. And you have those basic conversations when you were a kid because you're a kid and they're a parent. And now we're both adults. We can have those intimate conversations. So our challenge this week is for, for you guys to, to have an, an intimate conversation with your parents. If you have a relationship that you can have these type of conversations, keep having them. And if you have parents where you can't really have these conversations, yeah. our challenge would be Take to, a small step. to open the door up and, yeah. and see what it's like. Hey, can we go out to dinner or lunch? I just want to sit down and talk and see if we can have a conversation and again knowing that our parents generations are, are a little more close-minded or slower to moving to growth not the whole generation no yeah, not the so. whole generation but yeah they're, they're older and so they've been they've been rooted in their ways for a lot longer than we have so it may be a little late maybe a little yeah, tough like at that's first a generalization, but okay okay that's fine but uh, I, I still gonna believe that it's true i mean yeah. we can see the people who are in politics who are of that same age and are stuck in the oh mindset oh my gosh that's so, not so, a good example no uh, okay i'm but, letting you have this yes. but just know that you don't really okay have that's it. fine yeah. but, but that is that is is your challenge this week is to open those doors and have those intimate conversations with your parents and ask a question that you've always wanted to ask but for some reason you haven't Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're loving what you're hearing, please leave us a review and, of course, share it with your friends. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.